0: okay okay hello everybody welcome to uh hustling
1: sideways I'm alan hallis I'm a music writer uh I'm jim and I'm a, a speaker I, I feel like we're not doing like the cliff notes version of the intros um, I
0: don't know we're yeah. uh,
1: well th- welcome to episode 25 <laughs> 25 of hustling sideways yes the big two five Yes, it's a big birthday welcome to 25 um, We can rent cars now we that's sure the can. only thing I think you get at 25. that's pretty much it other than knowing that you're you know well, like halfway to 30, which, yeah, like within a decade is what I mean by that. Yeah. Which is actually
0: uh, after 25, you realize that. The only like milestone birthdays left are decades and it's not Oh,
1: dude, I didn't that's depressing. It's yeah, actually, that's not a great way to geez. start. But uh anyway, we uh <laughs> we We're are excited, in, to yes. excited to be here. Yeah, Excited to be here. January 17th, Monday. Yep. starting your week off in the right way. Yes. Um as this is a bi-weekly show in episode 25, we are well into 2022 already. Uh if you have not done your resolutions, that's fantastic because we do one word on the show and as as you know, my word is renew. And yes. I've been focusing on renewing. And Alan's word was TikTok in the last the last episode that we did. I don't know if and you remember I saying done, that you haven't done TikTok done any of that So we will yet. we will continue to monitor Alan's progress on learning <laughs> TikTok, which probably won't happen. So spoiler I do, alert, that won't happen.
0: I do like to say that you. I think it's interesting that you like bring up the date when we uh, when we do the show too, like the exact date that yes. we're we're dropping this.
1: I used to not, and now I do. I've, I feel like I've grown as a a podcaster.
0: It's almost like you know, just holding up the daily newspaper and being like, "This is where we are in the world." <laughs> Um, pointing at it, this yes. is the story. Well, Just to prove that this really happened on this date in in history, <laughs>
1: someone's going to listen to this someday and be like, "Yeah, what Monday, January 17, twenty twenty two? Let's find out what happened." And they're going to be like, "Someone started hustling sideways." Yes.
0: Uh, well, for- we we have a great guest for you today. Uh, he is a
1: Marquette alum, sure as is.
0: both uh, Jim yes. and I are. Jim, tell us who we got on the show today.
1: We have a very very good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Kyle Wilcomb, and Kyle is the founder of Action Pack Leadership and teaching you money.com. Uh, and he's also an author. He's a fellow speaker. Uh, Kyle and I have, have, uh, have, you know, been speaking for, for years. We've, we've collaborated together a couple times. Um, I've learned a ton from him. We know each other since college, uh, went on our first mission trip together, which we can, we can dive into that. Um, so Kyle, welcome officially to hustling sideways and tell us where you're calling us from. What, what happened in your life today that you're you're in a certain place.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here. I just moved into a new house. My my wife and I bought a house here in Longmont, Colorado. So that is where I am joining you from.
1: Fantastic. There and we c- go. Congratulations and Kyle got the Wi-Fi set up literally today so uh we just want yeah, to throw it out sure. there,
2: there was a little bit of a question as to whether <laughs> i was going to be on this podcast or not but i am here with you so i feel grateful and blessed well we
1: know where your priorities lie and that's <laughs> to make sure that you fulfill our our uh podcast needs and we
2: we appreciate that so <laughs> they did say hey we can only do it uh after this date and and i said you know what uh, Jim and Ellen aren't going to be okay with that I'm gonna be on hustling sideways and and they worked uh, they worked around the schedule we appreciate good. that we I have like a, that we
1: have an in with the Wi-Fi yes yes we, we, yeah. in Colorado specifically <laughs> specifically is that a yeah, new Colorado state Colorado market is uh, this is our second. Oh, I believe second Colorado because Andy one. is in Colorado. Yep, that's right. Second interview, second in person in Colorado. Okay, I got all pumped thinking we got a new state, and here I am being building COVID-19.
0: up a uh, building up a fan base in Colorado. That's right, you yes.
1: colorado and Coloradans. We'll Coloradans. work on it. Yeah, we'll by the third that. interview in Colorado, we'll have that nailed. <laughs> Number three is coming. Kyle, tell us a little bit about your background, um, where you're from, and uh, in 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 a little bit about kind of your journey.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm pumped to be joining you guys, especially episode 25. You guys mentioned renting a car. Um, you also only have one year left on your parents' insurance Ooh, plan. Oh, good point. Oh, okay. Good Take to know. Take advantage of that before episode 26. That's I right.
1: Going to be a big two weeks here. We got to get this thing insured. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so I, I grew up in a small town called Marshfield, Wisconsin. Um, I went to Marquette University, and I feel like while I was there, I I kind of was – doing a little bit of everything, trying to figure out where I where I fit into this crazy world. Some of the unique experiences were I uh, was a walk-on for a short amount of time for the Marquette Men's Basketball Program. Really? And, and most, people, most people looking at me would say, you know, you look a little more like a football player. <laughs> um, this is Strong. a podcast, so you might not understand that joke. Uh, Strong I safety, do but... <laughs> I am a 5'10 and look like I could jump about two feet off the ground uh, with luck. Um, <laughs> I I spent a year training in the Army ROTC program while I was at Marquette. So I got to learn from some strong military leaders along the way. Um, I got lots of different internships. I always felt like school was school, but the real learning sometimes happened outside of the classroom. And I graduated with a double major in marketing and entrepreneurship. Uh-huh. Um, and from there, I, I was doing some writing at the time. And to my surprise. um, My first book, Wake Up Call, um, was published by the first company that kind of took a chance on me, hired me full time to speak, um, started putting me out there around the country uh, to promote the book, to deliver messages on leadership. Um, About two years in, I got an entrepreneurial itch. I joined a a marketing startup, which we grew to be a a million dollar business. Um, I was the first employee of that company. Lo and behold, crazy things happened in the startup world, um, and I was fired. And in the midst of being fired from my job, uh, I kind of went back to the foundation of what am I passionate about? What am I excited about? And in 2016, I started my own business, Action Packed Leadership, and have now spoken on leadership, taking action, motivation um, in 47 states in, uh, around the country.
0: Wow, that's amazing. That that there's a lot to unpack there, yes, yes. and we will get to a lot of it. But congratulations, first off, because that's amazing. That's a that's an incredible amount of work. We don't have an applause button yet, but yes, I just yeah, I, <laughs> made, I made the um, button. I made the button. That
2: was a kind of really quick speed through version.
0: Yeah, it's good though. I mean, you're armed yeah. and ready. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so that brings me to, I mean, how the start of things, you know, starting your own company. Um, prior to that, were you very involved in leadership and speaking?
2: Yes and no. I feel like when I was in high school and growing up, um, I definitely had experiences in organizations like student council or uh, DECA, which is a high school business organization. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun now because Wisconsin DECA continues one of my favorite clients, and so I've spoken at lots of their conferences and. Last week, actually, I jokingly with their state advisor said, "I've actually been to every single state conference for Wisconsin DECA since my sophomore year of high school." Wow, that's which amazing. is wild. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's longer than I want to admit.
0: <laughs> Do you have plans so, to go there this year? Now that I mean, now that you're out in Colorado,
2: yeah. So I will be back uh, <laughs> February twentieth through twenty fourth. Wow, nice. Awesome. very cool. Yeah, coming to- up. So
1: Kyle, walk us through to, you know, I know you mentioned kind of, you know, the, the wake up call, the, the book and, and didn't expect to have that, that published. Like what, what did, did you start writing that with the intention of it being a book or was that you sort of writing down thoughts and, and, and experiences? And then it started accumulating into wait, maybe this could actually be something.
2: Yeah, I think I did start it with the idea that this was going to be a book and it, it kind of was a cra- crazy experience that led to this but I also say that um, we see as like just little snippets in our life we aren't that relevant or important uh, tend to actually set us up for something that is important later <laughs> and I feel that way about my time in the Army ROTC where mm-hmm. my freshman year of college I was training with the military had an advisor within the military that just mapped out my entire college plan like here's what courses you're taking here's when you're taking them here's how you're going to graduate in four years with a double major and so come to my second semester senior year of college I've had this mapped out so well from the very beginning that I have a really easy course load and I'm like in my brain hey what am I going to do with this time and Instead of maybe like a lot of college students who would go out and drink or party or do something that maybe wasn't as advantageous or productive, I said, you know what? I'm going to use this time because I have it to try to write a book and see where it goes. So I spent lots of time in the coffee shops uh, at Marquette early in the morning, writing this out and kind of telling the story that would eventually become wake-up call. Wow.
1: What was that moment like when you realized it's going to be published? (laughs) Like Was it like... Like, oh my gosh, like, I guess uh, saying that, did you have any like doubt about your abilities to write? And that oh, was yeah. sort of the, va- oh, yeah. the validation of like, I'm an author. This is happening.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. And especially as a senior in college, um, I was excited because I was writing this book for high school students specifically to say, all right, everyone in high school is going to go through some sort of difficult time. Mm -hmm. i don't know what that's going to be or look like but everyone in high school is going to have to cope with something and i wanted to write this story about this high school student who has a difficult experience and then learns to cope with it and move forward and and continue to have hope and positivity even in the midst of some struggles and i felt excited mostly because i was still close to that age Mm -hmm. so Is it winning the Pulitzer? No way. Like it is not this great work of like, oh my gosh, you read this and you feel like the sentence structure and grammatical structure of this book is just beyond belief. It is not that. (laughs) But is it a story that can relate to high school students? Yeah, because it was written by someone who was about three and a half years removed from there. Mm -hmm. And, And so I thought that was kind of the cool piece about that first book. And like you said, Jim, that feeling of like, hey, this is going to get published. One, it's exciting, but then all of a sudden it feels like something you've worked really hard on is going to be viewed by the world. Oh, yeah. So it's also nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, like, please don't hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, And with that, I guess, too, because, I mean, it's a very personal kind of topic, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a book about high school and, and that awkward time in everybody's life and and dealing with things how much of that is pulled from your own experience in high school and, and I mean was there any kind of vulnerability that you felt like you know putting that out there into the world like hey people are gonna relate this to me
2: yes and I definitely there there's an editing process for a reason <laughs> I definitely went through this process where more things were tied to things I've experienced or my life. And I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to scratch some of those things that, you know, this this character is not me. This experience is not me. It's meant to be an experience that anyone, well, that this specific character in this book has had. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it can relate to anyone who's experienced, not just that experience, but similar emotions that the experience relates uh, to. But I will say there are, five people that this character meets along this kind of fantastical journey who each have this lesson that they want to impart on this character. And some of those characters do intertwine with some people in my life. And actually, that was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to put these people in writing and kind of characterize them, um, not just in the way that they've been in my life, but also adding to that and kind of making them more fantastical simply because, this is a book and it's a work of fiction and we start at the foundations of these people and, and build off of them. So it is fun to see, um, some of those people from my life come to life in writing, um, and see other people maybe learn some lessons from these people that I've learned or experienced along the way.
1: So this is a leading question. Um, I want to be clear about that, but who's your favorite character in the book?
2: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um, I would have to say my favorite character in the book is coach Z and coach Z is uh, a mixture of two people from my life. He's, he's a mixture of a, a coach that I had in high school, a basketball coach, but also um, a major from the military training I went through. Uh, They're kind of combined into this one person who's both intense and empathetic at the same time. So Definitely wants the best for the character in the book, but also is caring and kind and conscientious of what that person is going through. And I feel like those are, um, you know, just from a leadership perspective, those are two qualities that I think any great leader would would love to have in their toolbox.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Did you also and the reason why this is a leading question. Um, did you meet a tour guide in that book somewhere? No, <laughs> oh,
2: oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I was
1: like, you're killing me, Kyle. <laughs>
2: yeah, that is funny. But but Jim, in my defense, the tour guide is a smaller character, smaller role in that book. Correct. Uh, Correct. Yep, that's okay. Uh, that is crazy. So I,
1: I,
0: I guess that mind. it's based on one Jim Love, I would assume.
2: <laughs> it it's been a long time, but that character in the book is based on Jim Love <laughs> of this podcast. I never knew
0: had that.
1: Had to, had to. I was waiting for the moment to like like but oh gosh I thought the leading question had it for the record in all sincerity your answer to the leading question was amazing because I agree that that coach C is awesome and for those leadership characteristics So, like the serious part of me but the funny part was like I, I was putting out my finger to Alan like hang on I got a, I got a question like this is gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull it out but that's okay anyway that's no, still that's, that's great
2: <laughs> it's really funny though too because I will say um that was my first book I've written two more books and I do think sometimes it's interesting because. Um, the evergreen nature of books makes it so interesting that some people are just experiencing my first book for the first time. Mm, mm
1: -hmm, And mm
2: -hmm. one, that's really fun for me. It's like, if somebody else out there was experiencing Harry Potter for the first time, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, you have no idea what you're in for. (laughs) My book is not Harry Potter, but for me, it's something that I created that that's exciting when someone else reads. Um, But having That said, um, I don't remember every single piece of the three books, you know, like it was 10 years ago now that that came out, which is crazy to say. Um, but kind of wild that things are ever evolving and changing and growing. And, and so Jim, that's a nice reminder that you (laughs) are the tour guide that will not be forgotten again.
1: (laughs) You heard it here first anyway. (laughs) So this
0: is interesting to me. You wrote your first book while you're in college in your senior year um you mentioned that you had gone into the startup world but let's let's kind of focus on the authorship a little bit um are you doing that while while working other jobs like there you know when when are books two and three written what's going on in your life during that time
2: yeah so i had started writing long version of my second um which ended up sort of becoming my third book um while i was working at um the startup okay so i was in in startup mode but also kind of hustling sideways <laughs> oh, where have we heard that
1: before <laughs> yes
2: he said it he said
0: the thing we got a drink now because of it and that's how that works
2: yes uh, so yeah I, I had started writing it but then i kind of decided that my second book was it, I, I literally called it a manifesto it wasn't going to be just this long book that goes in depth on these leadership topics that I, I felt I was sort of becoming more of an expert on, which feels strange to say, but there three books and, and the last one became a number one bestseller, to my surprise. Um, you, you feel a little more comfortable saying that. Um, <laughs> it, it takes away from some of the humility that you learn while growing up in Wisconsin, but <laughs> Um, so the second book became this really short, compact version of what is now action packed leadership, the third book. And it's, it's called the thinking dilemma. And it basically is just this very quick hitting manifesto on just what I feel maybe is an issue in this world that needs to be corrected before we can be the best versions of ourselves. Um, but yeah, I was doing that while the startup.
0: Okay. Um, that that's interesting to me too. And there's also speaking gigs in here that's happening. I mean, you've got a lot of irons in the fire at once on that. Um, did you ever have to kind of
2: really, really quickly on that? You guys I don't want to say, because I think this is the perfect podcast for it. Mm-hmm. I have done lots of stuff. <laughs> and from a side gig perspective, it is, it is kind of unbelievable. Um, like the route that I've gone on, uh, especially in the entrepreneurial journey, and and just quickly, like just so you guys know, but like I've been an Uber driver. I have been a substitute teacher. I have gone to thrift stores and bought things to sell them later on eBay. I have uh, created um, st- things to stream. So I've created music and. and at the very beginning sold that music as marketing for companies and organizations and sports teams. And later on got that music on streaming services. I mean, like across the spectrum, like this, this podcast, I feel like one is going to help a lot of people out because we live in a side hustle world. Mm -hmm. Um, But two, hopefully is just, it just entices people. It helps people grow and learn that like there are options out there to, not only make money but to learn and grow and develop into who you're hopefully going to be later on and that's the best version of you. Yeah. I love it. Every Absolutely. every
1: experience is meaningful and I think I was going to say yeah, I'm, yeah I've been an Uber
0: driver I've sold things on eBay so I'm very much right there mm-hmm. with you on it. I mm-hmm. still have stuff
1: up for sale now, you know. Yeah. Um And that's our nature. I think yeah. people, we're wired like that, right? Like we want to keep going and keep you know, not only staying busy, but but Kyle, to your point, keep learning. I think every every opportunity you put yourself into good or bad, you're, you're going to learn, you know, yep. and, and that's, and then that will lead you to whatever the, you know, the next thing is, uh, which may be a surprise, maybe something that, you know, you didn't suspect or, or expect suspect didn't suspect. Ex- I don't know. We're going to call it that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, moral <laughs> of the story, there's, there's really good opportunities to, uh, to dive in. And you've, you've taken those, which, which is great. I want to cut you off. Though.
0: Oh, what I was going to say is, I mean, you're doing speaking gigs, you know, um, with the book and with your, with your books and things like that. Uh, while working. So did you ever have to, you know, kind of manage time and and tell people in the startup world, like, hey, um, I need to go do this thing. And and what was kind of the response to it?
2: Yes. Uh, The response was based on need, which I think is often the case. Because early on, when we weren't busy in the startup world, the response was, sure, absolutely, you can go do this anytime you want. This is a great thing for you. Um, You're spreading messages that you believe in and are passionate about. Um, You're making some money on the side, which is great in a startup environment. Um, But then when the startup becomes a little more successful and you start to build it and grow it and the need is there for your time and attention and energy, the understanding becomes a little less. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like that became a strain on um, kind of the, Expectations of myself in my full-time role at the startup is hey I I do still want to take on these speaking engagements but we're signing on big-time clients uh, we're signing on the Green Bay Packers to do their social media and doing some branding for them and that all of a sudden becomes just an irreplaceable like you can't miss meetings mm-hmm. in this yeah. scenario so I do think in in that world there's a lot of prioritization that. Um, but also, I think uh, as any entrepreneur or prospective entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur would tell you that you have to be able to stand up for your own time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be able to to do what you can uh, to still pursue your passions or give energy to the things that bring you life. And if you're not doing that, then maybe you're not in a job that's actually right for you. Yeah. If the job you're in is just sucking your soul from you and you have no time to pursue what you love, you may want to consider switching jobs.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it should light your soul on fire a little bit, right? And, and be able to complement all the things that you want to do in your life. And if it's not doing that, it's time to rethink a couple things for sure.
0: Yeah, sure. absolutely. And and I mean, in your situation, you were kind of put into the position of maybe, you know, it's time to start a company or, and start a business. But w- walk us through yeah, that kind I of actually, initial phase. Yes.
2: I actually think sometimes, well, I'll say this. I believe everyone at some point in their life should get fired.
1: Did you say should get fired, right? Should
2: get fired. Okay. You okay. got yeah. off there for a
1: moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure.
2: Sorry. I, I hope that that wasn't uh, taken the wrong way. No, uh, you're good. <laughs> everyone at some point in their life should be fired. And Mm -hmm. not just because they're negligent or do a terrible job, but maybe because they weren't in the right role, maybe because they're on a journey that isn't working for them. Like for one reason or another, just trying things, maybe failing at them Mm -hmm. and and then kind of learning from that. I, I do think for me, starting a business, um, became the only viable option for me at that point point. Mm. And, and like I say that like some entrepreneurs are like yes I was born into this it's, it was amazing <laughs> I'm I'm so great you know for me I just had this crisis of like what do I want to do what can I do where do I go from here like it, it was kind of a a tough time a hard situation mm-hmm. and part of me was like all right well um done speaking engagements. I know how to run workshops. I know how to deliver hopefully motivational and uplifting messages. And now I've learned how to start a business. What could I do here? And I think, I think in that moment of, I don't have a job, there is nothing holding me back from doing what I'm, what I'm meant to be doing in this moment, Mm -hmm. um, was kind of that diving board, like jumping off point that I needed. Um, to kind of go ahead first into where I was supposed to be.
1: I love it. I, w- I want to make two two points, one serious and one's funny. So <laughs> roll with me. Okay. And, and Alan, remember what was just in your head because I knew you were about to say it. Kyle, I love the the letting go of fear and diving in. I think a lot of people are held back by, by that fear of failure. You know, Absolutely. And it's almost like you at, at the point that you were at, knowing that that was your option and the one that you knew you needed to take, that just eliminated it. Like, I, I gotta go. I gotta do it. I gotta make this happen. And I, you know, people struggle to find that moment where it's like, let go of whatever that is. And, and, you know, Jesus, take the wheel, you know, wh- yeah. whatever you want to call it, but mm-hmm. you know, di- dive in and make it happen. Second thing, when I was 16, I got fired from Dunkin' Donuts after, after, uh, after one day. So I, I totally agree. <laughs> no. totally, it was a bad day.
0: You so, weren't supposed to eat all of those donuts. No, Jim. I
1: apparently, yeah. And I couldn't make a coffee until this day. I can't. Um, so in all <laughs> seriousness, I, I love, I love your point though, but yes, I, and I, I did get fired as well. So, yeah.
2: Too many donuts being stolen by Jim Love.
1: It <laughs> happened 108th and Western Avenue in Chicago. They still don't like me. Oh, okay, carry on still, on. still banned from there. Okay. Um,
0: no.
2: Day, though, at some point, if it's not right now, at some point, it's a story. <laughs> it yes. Was, it
1: was a lot.
0: <laughs> um, I have never had the uh, displeasure of being fired. I, I can brag on that a little bit. But one thing I do want to say, though, is you know, you, you do all these things and and like we kind of discussed, you do a little bit of everything, whether it's, you know, selling things online or creating streaming content or whatever. I, am like I said, I'm very much in the same realm of where like I I constantly want to go on to the next thing. Do you ever find yourself going, okay, I, I'm doing all of this stuff and this is the one that has pulled my attention and I know I'm only going to have it for, maybe two or three months so I'm all in on it for a couple months and then I go to the next thing and it's two or three months? Because I, I personally have kind of been that way where, you know, if it's eBay and I'm like, all right, every day I'm selling something on eBay and then you lose the focus on it a little bit and you go, okay, well, I'm going to go do this thing for a couple months and then maybe come back to it. Do you do you jump around like that a little bit on, on your side hustle to your side hustle? <laughs>
2: yeah, totally. And I think that there's some um, sprinting nature to that. Of like, hey, if I'm going to be all in on this for a while, like maybe I can't sustain that that level of running speed for a long time, but I can sustain it for a few months and then maybe I want to run in a different direction. Or maybe this is more of a triathlon and we're we're swimming instead, you know. Um, so, yes, there is some sprinting nature to it. Um, but I, but I'll also say my dog is barking in the background. I don't know. if you <laughs> That's know. all right. That's OK. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it comes with the new house. She's a that's little true. bit jumpy. She's trying to kind of figure out what's going on. So, <laughs> We're very
1: pro dog. On she's the diving in head first to the house, but that's a well, hustle dog right there. There, there you I go. Will
2: say, someone came the other day to sell us an, uh, an ADT security system and my dog freaked them out. And I said, <laughs> I think maybe we have the system that we need. I was
1: say, you got one. Yeah. Got one right in the house. He's
2: getting... built in, built in, um, <laughs> So yes, back to, back to that. I will say, um, if someone were to ask me this year, like what I'm focused on, I would say I want to do lots of speaking engagements and I want to be a great dad. Okay. Think, mm-hmm. I think sometimes when like, you know where your priorities stand, some of the side hustle thing fade.
1: Mm-hmm. They don't
2: pull Like I have invested in lots of real estate and own homes with partners and- country and things like that. Like the side hustle isn't gone. It's just that like my, my priorities right now are with my family and my primary business. And so I think that there are times in life where it's like, Hey, actually my primary business at this very moment is on autopilot. Or Mm. I know that every year in December and January, people aren't holding big conferences. It's holiday season. Like I'm not going to go and speak at these places. Maybe put more energy towards something um so yes definitely the sprinting nature of things of like i want to do this for a time period and go all in for a while and, but also maybe it's like hey i know what my big items are and if along the way there are small things that sneak into that like that's fine too uh i can handle little things along the way as long as i don't lose focus or get shiny objects <laughs> yes
1: It's important to center yourself like that. I I mean, I, you know, when you have a lot of things coming from different directions, it's important to know why you're doing it, how it's going to get done and and what the priorities are. and, And to set that right away, particularly with it being both personal and business is Mm -hmm. important. I think we should all have that. Like we should have, you know, if I wanna you know, if I wanna speak more this year and you know be a great husband. You know what I mean? Like that's that that's important to balance those two out. And um, you know, also Kyle again, congratulations on being a father. I forgot to say that to start off. It's amazing.
2: Very, (laughs) very exciting. But also if she cries in the background too. That's just a part of a podcast experience. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right.
0: Um I wanna go back to something else that you said as well too where um you were you were saying like How some people say, oh, you know, it's in me to start a business and and I was born into it. I never really thought of myself that way where, you know, I never thought that I was going to really like run a fully functional operational like business. Right. But then I think back on my past and I'm like, you know, when we were kids playing basketball, I was the one that was like organizing a league (laughs) or, you know, it was never like we could just go skateboarding. We were going to have a skateboard team. You know what I mean? Like it was always something. Do Do you ever think back and go like okay, I was never going to start a business maybe, but, um, I've always had that kind of that quality of like, I always wanted to be involved in the organizing and the planning of something.
2: Yes. But also in the efficiency of it, Mm. it just absolutely kills me sometimes how inefficient some people are with Mm -hmm. their time. And it's just one of my pet peeves just along the way. Like I've, not just because like I need that time for something else, but like, I've always been like, what's the best way to do this? And what's the fastest way to do this? And how can we get done with it quickly? And just like do something else, you know? Yeah. And, and I, so um I got in trouble in third grade for charging my classmates to do math problems.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: That's amazing. So, yeah. I wish it, I would have thought of that. Yeah, I know. Like, teachers can't get them to do math problems i'm charging them money to do them um but i was doing it like a 50 50 raffle where like if you got them the math problem you got to keep half of whatever came in oh um, nice yeah with the other winners so there's incentive to do these the issue was i wasn't good at math and the smartest kid in class jennifer i still remember her name she kept coming up to me because I. She kept paying to do the math problem again,
0: no.
2: <laughs> and, I, and I kept telling her that it was wrong when it was not, and she continued to like tell me this is incorrect. So my first entrepreneurial venture, uh, Jennifer really. She probably should have become. She should have been a business partner of mine. <laughs> um, but yes, and then and then um, what's called the Pareto principle. I feel like from very early on, it was the knowledge that 80% of your success is going to come from 20% of your efforts. Hmm. So why, why aren't we spending our time on 20% of the stuff? Yeah. Like I talk with, with aspiring speakers or entrepreneurs or aspiring authors or things like that all the time. You know, I've been redoing my logo 20 times. I'm like, People don't care. Yeah, seriously. They, they don't, you know, right. and yep. And, yep. So, and and I can say that now in this industry just based on the experiences I've had, but sometimes it's find out know, what that twenty percent is that's going to generate your income or revenue or success. But when you find that, you really gotta limit the time you're spending elsewhere and just say, like, all right, if twenty percent of what I'm doing is leading to eighty percent of my success why am I not spending most of my time on that 20%? Isn't that going to yield the most growth for me? Mm -hmm. And then by the way, like if I do all of that before noon, maybe I have the afternoon to do whatever I want or side hustle or, you know, kind of pursue a passion that I have. Yeah. So,
0: so logistics and efficiency seem to be like, kind of your specialty without being the thing that you're like doing, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like full-time, like it's just that, characteristic of it seems to take the precedent for sure.
2: I I'd also say, like, I have lots of ideas when I was in college, I had a good friend, Dave who, uh, Jim, you know, Dave. Mm-hmm. And, um, I used to say all the time to him, I'd say ideas are like sprinklers. The more ideas you throw out there, the more potential you have for the grass to grow. And Dave would always say to me, Kyle, the issue is you've put your sprinkler in a parking lot. <laughs> And and that would be kind of a very quick end to whatever idea I was trying to convince him was a good one. That was it. That's,
0: That's an amazing exchange, though. And yeah. you're like, if you really think about it, the philosophy behind that is crazy. Yeah. But it's yeah. just two simple sentences back and forth.
2: That's what friends are good for. They sure are. They sure are. That's great. Heavily sarcastic philosophy. <laughs>
0: So you've got a lot of things going and, and I mean, you have your own business. You've got obviously now all of these life changes happening too. budgeting time has to be kind of your, I mean, efficiency kind of has to be, you know, your, your priority now. Um, do you ever find it hard to adapt to, you know, this now ever changing world of, of moving and having a, being a new father and all that stuff? like, is there any time for life for Kyle or is it like strictly got to be business? And now all of these changes and handling everything.
2: Yeah, totally. I, I think that, um, becoming a father changes everything. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like that Christmas song, a baby changes everything. And I know that has a very different, you know, Christian meaning, but it's very true in real life, um, that a, a baby changes everything. And I think, Um, it now has me being a little more purposeful of, you know, Hey, I already have four speeches in February. If I was asked to do another one, I'd say, no, um, you know, I have plenty in March. If it would have to be in a very, no of, of time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, it's very interesting because I want to be around for my daughter. Right. I want to, I want to be a good father. Those are, you know, very, very important to me. And so I think it just takes a lot of communication with with my wife, of saying, all right, what's too much? What's enough? Like, what what are my goals? Am I am I close to them? Like, if I am, can I say no to things? Um, and, and kind of being ready to to take on a little more of what life looks like versus just aspiring to um constantly be filled by business endeavors or things like that
0: yeah absolutely i, I mean that's a, a big part of of time you know my time for sure mm-hmm. is you know trying to figure out how can i do these things and then still you know because you almost need it from a, a mental health perspective absolutely. you almost yep. need that little bit of a break to be like okay I, i'm working on these things mm-hmm. and i think once you do get the system figured out of like how to properly utilize your time. That's the only time
1: that that window happens. And and so, and it's amazing how (laughs) much, it's amazing how much time we waste, you know, like, I mean, you think about the day, like how much stuff I do, I don't have to, like if, if I can readjust and, and you know and, and put specific things on my calendar of like I'm going to do this thing now like the thing I want to do least during the day I try and get done first thing knock it out yeah. move on to the better stuff you know I've always kind of learned like don't wait until 2 p.m. to knock out this thing because it's not going to happen right like <laughs> yes. do it do it at 8 a.m. like when you're thinking about it get it done and move on this is why my word for the year was TikTok
0: and the problem because <laughs> it's now I've be wasted so much time on TikTok <laughs> yes. yes
2: well I'll say too it's kind of funny that yours was TikTok because I'm in the middle right now of a reset I don't know if it's my word for the year, but for the purpose of this podcast, we'll say that my uh, reset. Awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I feel like we'll we'll just make commitments right here on the show. Do it. it. <laughs> we support that. Um, because uh, so I am I'm not uh, using any social media for the month of January. Okay. And boy, does that become eye opening. <laughs> yeah. Wow. To just to just really dig into okay what are the things that we're actually truly addicted to and are taking the intentionality or the you know effectiveness we have in other areas of our life and so if i want to be a great husband dad uh those types of things i need to be present when i'm home and i think this is a great time to reset and just understand like okay is this part of my pareto principle like is this part of my 20% that's super important mm-hmm. if not like let's cut it out for a while and just see what the the fruit is you you kind of see see like isn't that a biblical verse i think like you'll by your fruit you shall know them or mm-hmm. by their fruit you shall know them mm-hmm. meaning like if you plant seeds in different places um you don't maybe know exactly what they're going to be until until the fruit actually comes from them And and I think that's a cool way to look at some of the endeavors that we're taking is as we're hustling sideways, I'm going to keep throwing that in there for you guys. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Good, good. (laughs) As we're ways, maybe we're planting of seeds and and maybe some of the fruit that comes out, isn't what we wanted or expected, but maybe in some areas, those seeds provide tons of fruit. That's amazing. And like get rid of the other trees and plant more of the ones that work. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of how I'm looking at, uh, kind of prioritizing in the 2022.
1: Yeah, that's great. I we like got, it a lot. Got a lot of good stuff on your, on your plate. And, and, um, you know, you know, what you, what you want to focus on this year, which is awesome. I think it's an opportunity for all of us to think back and know where we want to commit our time to, you know, yes. if we want to reset, if we want to renew, or if we want to tick tock, then you know, <laughs> all three of those things can, can happen. Well,
2: I will say, if you're looking for another Marquette grad who's gonna who could help you with TikTok, my former roommate Kevin, he is now at Golden Retriever Life. Oh. You'll have to look him up. All right,
1: Kevin. Okay, Kevin, fired up Golden Retriever Life. I like it. That's awesome. All right. He's
2: got it. He's got. It followers already so uh (laughs) i feel like on tiktok hey alan if you're if you're going all in you got to reach out to to the marquette group who's
0: doing it i guess i gotta um you're not using social media for for the month of january so that makes this a little bit of an awkward (laughs) transition but if you want to learn a little bit more about what you do because this has actually been very very um inspiring to me because there's a lot going on Mm -hmm. uh and you you're doing a lot i think we're kind of kindred spirits out from that uh, if they want to find out more about what you do and find your business, uh, where is the best place to go ahead and do that sort of thing?
2: Yeah, by all means. Uh, all my social media is my full name, Kyle Wilkham, W-I-L-L-K-O-M. That second L sometimes is tricky for some people. <laughs> uh, you could check out my website, Um, You can find my my spoken word and my musical comedy on on streaming services by searching my name. Um or also just on Amazon, check out, check out my books or things like that. Um, But again, I, you know, I won't be looking at uh, social media for the month of January, but after that, if if you want to keep up with me, I, I tend to use my Twitter account the most, um, but not just for leadership. I feel like just, it's got to be personal to me. I use it for my life. And so if you want to keep up with me, that would be a great place to do it. Awesome. Kyle, well,
1: thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. And uh, congratulations on moving. And it's always, always great talking to you and, um, you know, send my best to your family and excited for the next time I get to see you. So we really, really appreciate you joining us.
2: Always great chatting, and the next time, uh, if it's not being recorded, we'll place the focus solely on you guys, and I'll ask you a ton of questions. Oh,
1: I like this. There we go. (laughs) I like this. We're
0: already setting up for a part two. (laughs) Or
2: we'll record it, and then we'll we'll – Flip the script.
1: We'll reverse, we'll reverse roles. Rock and roll. And what, what if people want to get in touch with us, Alan?
0: Well, funny you should ask that sort of thing, Jim. Woo! Yeah. Uh, if you are listening to this show for the first time, uh, Hustling Sideways is available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, please listen to us and subscribe to us. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as
1: well, at Hustling Sideways. Give us five uh, stars. That's the only rating you're allowed to give. Yes, you're
0: legally apps, so. only allowed to give us five stars as the rating. I we guess don't make that, the rules. That yeah. helps us. Mm-hmm. so um please go ahead and do that sort of thing uh subscribe to us wherever you can and uh if you've got an email, email address yes, yes email. you know if one of those if you had one of those fancy <laughs> dancy email addresses you know if th- you heard about the email hotmail yeah yeah That's yeah yeah, right. you've yep. got a hotmail okay well mm-hmm. yeah okay. Dot com. if you've got a hotmail or uh or a netscape uh <laughs> or i don't know i'm trying to think of just all tell the them ones. the damn email Alex. okay yeah. well you can reach out to us always at hustlingsideways at gmail.com uh if you've got a side hustle yourself we want to talk to you. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Kyle, for, uh, for taking the time to sit down and talk with us. And Jim. Keep on hustling. We'll see you next time.